0: What's good, Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, And this is my co host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. RIP City! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We have our show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball, Tim Johnson. Yes, sir. How you living, my friend? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about yourself? i'm doing good too and you know why because once again we have the special guest returning blazer ben blazer ben how you living
1: bingo bango bongo baby you know how it is bingo
0: bango bongo we do know how it is and actually we have some exciting news i mean like it's pretty much old news now but we had a huge trade at the trade deadline we got norman powell for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood, I just want to ask you guys like when you heard about this news, what was your like initial reaction? We're going to start with the guest Blazer Ben.
1: Hey man, I was all for it. Uh I like Norman Powell coming from from Toronto. He's a shooter, he's a, he's a creator, he's a driver. Uh he's a scorer, he's good percentage from the from the three-point line. His free throws are on point too. Uh, he's energetic, so right. I don't think we lost anything on the energy level. You know, by losing Trent, I just think we got more consistency by picking up Powell.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would absolutely agree, Tim. What did you think?
2: Well, you know, I gotta say, I didn't know too much about Norman Powell uh, before we traded, but you know, I love Gary Trent Jr. I know you guys do too, but like he was, he was that dog that we needed on this team. And It's really unfortunate. He had to go um, I'm actually kind of pleased that Rodney Hood is gone because we just I mean another another cat that was really good for us a couple years ago, but Just wasn't producing at the at the level we expected this time uh, Norman Powell is a baller I just I don't know if it moves the needle enough for me uh, Defensively Gary Trent jr. And this is my initial reaction. I'm just I'm going to preface it as with that. Um Gary Trent Jr was that dog on the defensive end and and I didn't think that Norman Powell brought that kind of energy. I didn't think he was that great defensively uh, coming in, but man, I tell you what. This guy changed my mind, especially after tonight.
1: We should just throw out that stat though with his dad back in 1998 when Gary Trent senior was on the trailblazers and he was traded to the raptors 41 games in his third season (laughs) lo and behold gary trent jr gets traded 41 games into his third season to the same team team. toronto raptors just mind blowing just like how does that the universe (laughs) is aligned or something and was like uh gary trent jr it's time for you to be traded to toronto
0: Yeah, I mean I'm yeah. I had pretty much the same reaction as you guys. I mean, Norman Powell, okay, he's he's a baller, straight up baller. He the man could shoot. He is a bucket, right? And that's what a lot of the Taran- Toronto Raptors fans basically told us, told Blazer fans, they're like, "Hey, take care of this man because he is a walking bucket. He is beloved. Absolutely beloved in Toronto for a good reason." Thing is, is that Gary Trent Jr. was that same thing to Portland, I feel like. Especially after the bubble. Gary Trent Jr. is definitely beloved. And you looked at just like the eyeball test, right? Am am I wrong about this? The eyeball test of Gary Trent Jr., the defensive stats aren't kind to him. But the eyeball test of just how fierce he is and the energy just kind of picks up a little more when Gary Trent Jr. is on. um, That's what you're really worried about. And the fact that Gary Trent Jr. is 6'6", that alone... And then Norman Powell, how tall is he? He's like 6'2", 6'3"? 6'3". 6'3". He's 6'3". And that was a big concern. We're like, what is the defense going to be like? Right? Um, right.
2: But yeah, if it, you... It might... Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say, my thought is, you know, it, it. to me, initially, it the trade didn't make sense unless they were hoping that Norman Powell opts into next year to stay with the the trailblazers and they work out a deal to trade cj in my head that that's the only reason why you would make this trade
0: yeah yeah i think gary trent i I
1: think you could say gary trent was probably gonna cultivate into a norman powell and we just you know fast forwarded like three four seasons and you know bypassed the, the building stage with gary trent because we need it now, you know. We got Lillard yeah, I mean, in his you prime, get a guy in and Norman we need to take advantage prime, of it. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I I understand that. I just, you know, you, you trade a guy that you're probably losing next season for another guy that you're probably losing next season. You know, it's like, it's. I mean, yeah, you clear a roster spot. You you probably save some cap space at some point, but I, I just. I, I don't see how it helps this season, I guess, is, is what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, he is a little more consistent offensively, but like, off, the offense isn't where the Blazers are hurting. It's the defense. And Norman Powell didn't seem to bring a lot defensively. Now, the last few games, it's totally changed my mind. Uh, I think he makes a lot more heads-up plays than Gary Trent did. And that's probably because he's a little more seasoned. But, you know, it's uh, I, I guess I'm still on the fence as to whether it, it it truly improves
0: this team this season. I think the biggest part of this trade to me is that Neil Olshay basically said that if we could sure up that three spot, that we are like definitely primed for a deep run in the playoffs And the fact that, like, Gary Trent Jr. was relatively inconsistent, I think that's fair to say, right? Um, He's he's definitely not a 27-year-old Norman Powell who is a champion. Um, I think they just needed someone a little bit more reliable in that spot. And it sucks because Gary Trent Jr., I mean, who knows what his ceiling's going to be? Who knows what he's going to be in three and four years? I think that's what Trailblazer fans are really... Heartbroken about is that we wanted to watch this guy grow because we saw him basically like a crawling baby, right, in the bubble. Um, so it breaks my heart to say that Gary Trent Jr. is now a Toronto Raptor, but let me say this. Norman Powell had a very emotional, um a, emotional piece in the players' tribune called the North. And he talked about his relationship with Fred Van fleet he talked about his relationship, um, to even Kyle Lowry, just all the players there. And he actually had a little section for Portland. And this is this is what it said. It said, I'm excited about what we have going on in Portland. I just wanted to make that clear here real quick up front. This is an article for my Toronto people mostly, but before I go any further, I feel like I need to say a word to my new people in Portland for a minute. Blazer fans, if you're reading this, I'm dialed in. I think it's a great spot for me with this group. I love that we're going for it. I love that the team went out and got me because we're going for it. Thanks for what's already been a warm welcome. Let's get to work. I mean, the man is a champion. I think having championship pedigree is definitely important. And I let's just talk about the games that he's been in. What do, What do you guys think? Let's talk about the Toronto game and, of course, tonight's game against Detroit, where we also won, 124-101. to um, What did you guys think of this game against Detroit?
1: Let's just start off with, we just had a 4-0 road trip. You know, we, we got to call out that we haven't had a 4-0 road trip since 2013. So that is a huge milestone for a team that started rocky with this lineup and whatnot. So I, I applaud the team, Great especially point. for going into Florida, Sweeping everybody, because Toronto's playing in, uh, what, uh, Tampa due to COVID. So they're not up in Canada right now. So, you know, and then sweeping it up in Detroit. You know, I just want to say I applaud them. I give two thumbs up. uh, Coming back home uh, high, riding high. So, you know, hopefully we can carry the win streak in to the next couple games, because those are going to be tough with uh, uh, Milwaukee and OKC. But, you know, I applauded the games. I mean, I, I thought Powell was an instant in, impact in both the games. You know, he got to play against his former team, Toronto. You know, him and yeah, uh, that was fun game. him and GT. It, it looked like they started off on each other, too. Of course, you know, everybody <laughs> wanted to see that. GT looked like he had some nerves. Uh, he didn't come out very well. But, you know, Powell came out 13 points, three rebounds. I think he had early foul trouble in that game. So he wasn't getting very many minutes. So he ended the game with 27. So, you know, pretty good stat line for 27 minutes. But yeah, foul trouble kept him out for most of the time. Uh, but, you know, uh, he did well in the Pistons game as well. You know, 14 points, three rebounds, two assists. You know, I, I, I just want to say in the Toronto Raptors game, it was a full team effort. If you look at the box score, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double figures. You know, once you start getting to your bench players, getting in double figures, that is an all-around team effort. That's not Dame scoring 50 and everyone else scoring 6. You know, we got 13, 13, 10, 23, 22, 16, and 10. I just applaud. The, I mean, I feel like we're we're riding high, man. Tim, would you agree with that?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard not to ride high when, you, when you're on a four-game winning streak, right? Um, you know, I, I think the Toronto game was a good game. Uh, like you said, it was, a, it was a total team effort. You know, Powell played well, um, despite his foul trouble early on. Um, it was it was bittersweet to see Gary Trent thriving in his role in Toronto. Um, but, you know, I, I, I got to say there were times where I thought we were going to give up that game in Toronto. But Toronto's a good team, right? Um, the game against Detroit tonight, you know, we did what we should have done it's detroit they're not they shouldn't be putting up a fight for the blazers right uh, i mean who who do they even have on their team you know they got new pieces that that still need to get acclimated they i mean they're they're basically in rebuild mode right so the fact that we beat them by 23 points we should have and it's nice to see the blazers put away a team that they should put away i think i think that's been the Blazers bugaboo for a long time and not just this season. It's just it's been their issue for a long time. They don't put away the teams that they should and tonight they did, which is it's nice to see. Um, I see you have something to say, bro.
0: <laughs> who does the Pistons have on their team? Are you insulting the great Mason Plumley? Plum today? dog. Like how how dare you, sir? Former Blazer Flumdog, <laughs> love me some Mace. But, I love me some Mace too. But he's brand new to the team, man. Like, like he's and you know he he didn't look that great against our man. His back, the Bosnian beast is back. Like, how exciting was that? These past two games where we see good, Norman man. Powell for the first time, and we also see Nurk back on the floor. What did you guys think of nurkich these past two games?
2: You know he's he's been all right. He's, he's not he, – I don't think he's been playing as, as poorly as he was early on in the season. Uh, but, you know, he's got limited minutes. He's going to be working his way back into game shape. Um, what I actually enjoyed the most is seeing the tandem of Nurk and Kanter. Uh, it's nice to see them rotating in and out, playing together here and there. It's, it's, it's nice to see um, what we should have been seeing for the first half of the season. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, they got yeah. they got Nurk on five-minute spurts uh, to get his, you know, sea legs underneath him. And I feel like he's making the best of that five-minute spurts. You know, he played 21 minutes against Detroit, you know, six points, f- uh, six rebounds, four assists. You know, I feel like you couldn't ask more for 21 minutes, you know, and, and the stuff that doesn't show up in the box score, the defensive stops, you know. He's there. He's the presence. He's a pick-and-roll maniac for sure. You know, so. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, you mentioned defensive stops. I mean, one thing I think um, we need to mention is the fact that Covington and Powell both had three steals this game. Um, it, it didn't It didn't help that... Uh, well, it didn't help Detroit that they don't seem like they remember how to pass. <laughs> I mean, my good <laughs> Lord, man. I've never seen so many errant passes in a game before. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it's, it's the best part about Norman coming over Nurk getting back into the game is that we're seeing double digit assists from Dane and it's, it's becoming a thing, right? It's, it's becoming routine for him to get double digits or or close to an assist. And that's, it's really nice to see because that means he's not having to put the entire team on his shoulders. He's not having to carry the team every single game even though we know he's good at it it's not sustainable and it's, yeah, it's nice
0: it, it, it's yeah. nice to see yeah definitely nice to see and um just to sort of echo that uh there's actually a stat out there talking about portland actually this year being the team that is blitzed on pick and rolls the highest of any team ever ever so this year on shared blitzes they're 13%. That means on 13% of their pick and rolls someone is there to blitz Damian Lillard and get the ball out of his hands and obviously he's doing very well finding the next person because like like you said he's getting a lot of these assists and a lot of the ones that don't count the hockey assists he gets those as well. And if you want if you want a a team to compare this against In 2013-2014, the next team down, as far as shared blitz, is 11.9%. And that is the Golden State Warriors of 2013-2014. And then you put it even, like, another stat here, talking about Damian Lillard and how often, like, he's getting blitz. The more that you get blitz, the farther and farther your screens have to be, correct? And this year, literally, Damian Lillard... Is getting screened the farthest from the basket than any player ever, ever, ever. Yeah, and that's and it, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible.
1: Well, and I got a stat line to, to echo off that too. You know, not even Curry has sunk more threes from beyond thirty feet since 2013-14 than Dame, who has sunk 143 from beyond thirty feet.
2: And that's that's impressive because Curry. Is hands down the greatest shooter I've
0: ever seen play this game. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and thing is, is that like Curry is a two-time MVP. How do you not get Damian Lillard at least one? Especially this year, get him that dang MVP. And you know, I'm getting away from what we were, what we've been talking about. So let's kind of rewind it back to like Nurkic and Norman Powell and stuff. What did you guys think of, of the defense these past two games? Because honestly, so we've been we've been running with a three-guard set. We've been running Dame, CJ, and Norman Powell. Okay, and then um, the four and five have been pretty much Nurkic and Roko. From the eyeball test, I haven't seen the advanced stats yet for like defensive rating, but it seems like Norman Powell's ability to switch and just his defensive IQ has made a difference on the team, especially with Nurkic in the middle. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah,
2: I I agree with you. Um, What I'm concerned about is that when we start playing teams with a little more length at the three, um, it, it might it might prove a challenge for Norman um, But I mean, I mean we'll see I mean who knows he's surprised me in these first few games with us um, You know he, he could he could put it together for us uh, the fact that he's Seems to be pretty adept at, at stealing the rock um, Is obviously in our favor. It's hard for me to, to say uh, That he can continue this production throughout the rest of the season. Of course, I'm hopeful it would be nice, but, but let's but let's be real
1: though. How many Toronto games have we watched? You know, none. So we really have no clue.
2: Blazer uh, Ben Norma makes Plow? a fantastic point. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't have NBA league passing. Even if I did, I, well, I probably wasn't going to be picking up the Toronto Raptors games. You know, so you know, we haven't seen what the full capacity of norman norman powell can can deliver for us you know we're only we've only seen it in a couple games so far and so far i'm impressed you know he's he's gelling with the other guards i feel well um it, it's not uh, a bump in the road like when rocco and dj started the year it took a little bit to mm-hmm. mesh i feel like he's coming in and he's just picking up where gt left uh, he
2: definitely seems like a, a plug-and-play player. You can just plug him into any system and he's ready to go. Like you had said uh, when you read his, his statement earlier, he is locked
0: in. Yeah, definitely. And I think, well, for all of us that obviously haven't watched any Raptor basketball, I do want to put some stat out there, which is Norman Powell, all previous years besides this year, his defensive rating was under... Um, 107 and the league average is about 110 which means that he's an above average defender at least team defender and I think that's something that we've desperately needed and so I like the fact that the eyeball test seems to be matching up with the stats and that's something that you hope is going to be sustainable throughout the playoffs and moving on um, Roko seems to be on a tear a very sneaky tear I think that we were all pretty much down on Roko from the start of the season, but what do you guys think of Roko's play lately? I'm going to start with Blazer Ben. Yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Roko right now, they showed a stat two
1: games ago. He's number two in the league in tip passes. You know, again, another stat that you don't see in the box score. It's not a point. It's not a rebound. It's not a glorified stat. That's the stuff that we need from our players that aren't getting a lot of buckets. We need those arms waving on the defensive end. We need them intercepting the passes. You know, I think TJ McConnell from the Indiana Pacers is first in tipped passes, and Rocco is second. So, you know, at what point do you look at Rocco being possibly on an all defensive team this year?
2: Oh, he definitely has to be in the conversation. Um, All I got to say is that. Our man got knocked out, got a concussion, came back, and became a superhero. <laughs> this dude is a defensive superhero now. All, he, all he's missing is a
0: cape. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely one of the unsung heroes for this Trailblazer season. I mean, he he really ties everything together. I think Neil O'Shea has done a wonderful job with landing someone like Rocco, and Stotts has been very patient with Roko this season and found out exactly where he fits in this offense and defense. And man, if we keep growing like this, I'm very excited to see what we can do in the playoffs. And moving on, we're going to go to our next segment. And that, of course, is called giving props. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy
2: this season. Thrive Fantasy is the daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in their respective
0: sports. For example, Wednesday's DFS featured Damian Lillard's combined points, rebounds, and assists total at 44.5. If you picked the over, it was worth 100 points. If you picked the under, it was worth 115 points. Thrive Fantasy also had Clint Capella's block total at 1.5 blocks. If you picked the over, it was worth 80 points. If you picked the under, it was worth 120 points. It's a fun and easy way. To get into fantasy,
2: use promo code BUSTED when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign
0: up and prop up today. Yes, indeed, prop up today. And I'm going to start with our definition, and that, of course, is giving applause, giving kudos to a certain person story or situation, so Tim, Blazer Ben, I want to know, do you give this props? Ray Lewis turned off the Super Bowl this year. He turned it off early because of the way it was officiated. In the first half, Kansas City was flagged like eight times, and he said, this is enough for me, and he turned off the TV. And he's quoted saying, it's a league that makes it hard to watch from a defensive player. The art of why the game started, you know tackling you know the big hit the change in the course of the game changing the way players from an offensive side think about the defensive side when you gotta attack dick butt kiss or mike singletary he says that the essence of the game is leaving blazer ben i want to know do you give ray lewis props for turning off the super bowl for this reason
1: well, a defensive monster like Ray Lewis, absolutely. You know, he when he was in the league, they weren't, I would say, safeguarding the other players on the offensive end for hard hits and stuff. I understand that the league's evolved. You know, the concussion protocol is a big thing. They're looking out, you know, because they're, they're finding out the pe- people that have been in the league for several years are having brain uh, issues and stuff like that. So they're trying to protect the players. I get that. But, yeah, I mean... From his standpoint, I do agree. It is taken away from the essence of the National Football League. You know, the hard-hitting, you know, gritty competition that is the football game. You know, yeah. there's a defense and an offense for a reason. Other than that, it's offense and refs. That's what the game's going to be right now. You know, there there's a defense. They're out there, but we're not really sure what they're doing what why they're out there. You know, because the refs are on the offensive line. So, you know, I, I, I give them props. I feel like the game, it, it, it's, it's evolving. It's evolving for, for, for good, for the, you know, well-being of the players, but for the fan and, and just the sport of it all, it, it's, it's tough.
0: Yeah, so Blazer Ben, no no props. Tim, what do you say? I will say
2: that no football player ever goes in to the sport not knowing that it's a contact sport right these players know what they're getting into i understand you want to protect the players and it, and it makes sense i mean you gotta you gotta protect against concussions right but that should be on maybe the the, the people who develop the gear that they wear and, and and this is just my opinion this i mean i'm not speaking on behalf of anyone else i just think that you know if you're going into the game of football Expecting to be a professional athlete, especially on the offensive end like you know, you're gonna get hit right and you know You're gonna get hit hard. I I agree with them uh, you know changing the rules around like targeting and stuff, but dude, I don't watch football To to, to miss you know, like I I specifically watch football for the big hits for big plays like that's the that's the sport that like That's what it was created for right like that's what we want to see Give the fans what they want, right? Um, so yeah, I like. I've done the same thing. So yeah, I have. I have to give. I have to give Ray Lewis props for this. Um, you know, I I, I give. I, I will say I give props to the NFL for trying to to uh, alleviate the the concussions and and protect players and everything. But man, it's 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 not the same as when I was watching back in the
0: early '90s. Oh yeah, it's definitely not the same. I kind of wonder if Ray Lewis just wanted to see like Tom Brady get hit, like a forty-some-year-old Tom Brady. Me too. (laughs) It's like hit that man. How come no one's hitting this man? So I I give he should have retired like three years ago. (laughs) I give Ray Lewis props just because that's such a Ray Lewis thing to do. I just imagine him in like full like football gear watching the Super Bowl, like, just waiting for, like, a hit to happen, and just it never does, so he just turns it off the TV. Well, you know he had to go out and buy
2: a new TV because he probably threw his remote at it or
0: tackled his TV. Oh, probably. He probably <laughs> He definitely did, actually. Anyway, so that's pretty much no props for any of us. So we're going to move on to our next story, and this is a don't-get-us-canceled moment here. The ex-adult film actress... Lisa Ann has been running a fantasy sports podcast that has been do- that has been doing well. She recently was asked a series of questions, and she had a controversial answer. Answer for who would be the most dominant one-on-one basketball player if everyone was forced to play naked? So, I'm gonna run this clip, and you guys are gonna <laughs> respond to it. Please don't get us fired. So she bleeps out the name. And then she says he has the biggest something she's ever seen in life. (laughs) Tim Johnson. (laughs) Oh, my God. I want to know. Do you give Lisa Ann props for this answer? Also, do you think she's accurate? Well, first of all, I don't
2: know who she's talking about. <laughs> Secondly, we're
0: getting fired. We're getting canceled after this. <laughs> I see. I see the sweat dripping down from Tim Johnson's face right now.
1: <laughs> Here, I'll take. I'll take this, Tim. Nobody's watching her whatever she does for sports. Let's just put it that. Okay, they're watching it because she's an, She's an ex. Actress and people want to just gawk and stare. You know, she could say the sky is red, and people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, 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 the sky is red, man, totally."
2: Well, the, the sky was red here in Portland not too long ago.
1: I meant like consistently throughout the day. How about that? Um, and uh, who would watch one-on-one basketball with naked men? and not only
2: that not not only that man but why do, how does that improve your your hoop game
0: less wind <laughs> resistance Duh, you can drive to the hoop a little quicker okay I'm gonna stop this this is it for our <laughs> podcast today Blazer Ben thank you for being on the show appreciate it and we're getting you fired know, we are definitely getting fired but it's been a good run fans I'd like to I'd like to thank you thank you for responding to us on Twitter you guys just make it so easy on us and Tim what you got to say that's it for this episode
2: don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying remember to stay safe out there Rip City we'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast thanks for listening